In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, your word is everlasting. It stands firm in the heavens. So begins the section from Psalm 119 today. And as you move through the section, there's really hardly any movement or surprise. It's obvious, predictable, tidy even. An established truth that's simply pronounced to the congregation. O Lord, your word is everlasting. It stands firm in the heavens. There's no narrative backdrop, no plot, no drama, just a truth for the ages. There's no fingerprints or personality. And this predictable, tidy truth is part of one of the most predictable and tidy psalms ever. Psalm 119, endlessly long, 176 verses long. It's the longest psalm in the Psalter, the longest chapter in the Bible. 176 verses divided into eight verse sections with every section marked by a letter of the alphabet. The first eight beginning with the equivalent of our letter A, the next eight all beginning with the equivalent of our letter B and on and on, you know this, until the final letter. This acrostic psalm, predictable and plotting. Each letter getting its fair turn, today it's Lamed, each in its proper order. And with the subject never changing, God's law. Each and every verse containing a mention of the law, sometimes with different terminology, word, statutes, precepts, commandments, but in each and every verse, O Lord, your word is everlasting. It stands firm in the heavens. The psalm lengths, the psalm's length signals emphasis. And the stanzas that march through the alphabet, it speaks to a comprehensiveness. I love the law. All of it. Like a lot. <laughs> Completely. I love it A through B through C, D, E, F, and G, and all the way through Z a lot. Completely. Predictable and tidy, no change of topic, no deviations, and no coloring outside the lines. But this psalm is also a poem. And the thing about poetry is that there's no hiding. And the thing about acrostics is that there's no hiding. Plenty of you, I know, were writing a communal lament poem that last week for a certain class. And if you've ever tried to write an acrostic poem, either with the letters of the alphabet or maybe with the name of a beloved, it's hard. It's easy enough with letters like L or M, but then you get O and Q and X. And because you've committed to eight lines all beginning with L and M, you've committed to eight lines beginning with O and Q and X. 
eight lines beginning with the letter X. And so you begin with the obvious, you know, xylophone, which is, you've got to say, hard enough to work into a sensible line. But then you've got seven more lines to go. There's no hiding, and there's very few options. And far from stifling creativity, this rigid form calls forth utmost creativity. This form demands that you closely examine all that X can do. You've got to go to the dictionary, look it up, plumb the whole depth of X. Now left to our own devices, we rarely include words like xylophone in our, in our poems, and certainly not in our prayers. But the form forces us to expand our vision our business as usual. We can see some of this forced expansiveness, this deep exploration in the unit that we read today, brought to you by the letter Lamed. It starts out so comfortably, O oh Lord, your word is everlasting. It stands firm in the heavens. And so on, line after line, Lamed after Lamed. But then, seven verses in, something changes. The very pressure of coming up with yet another line about the law, beginning with Lamed, we get a surprise. Though the wicked lie in wait for me to destroy me, I will apply my mind to your decrees. <laughs> now suddenly, here, things start to move and to get very real. There's no hiding. There's no saying that we're always safe. As Jesus puts it, since, since you don't belong to the world, the world hates you. And as our Christian calendar tells us, with saint after saint meeting a miserable demise, Simon's sign is the saw, the instrument of his death. And Jude, patron saint of lost causes, his own sign is an ax. And this Monday morning, it's all so very real. It's a curious thing that for all that Psalm 119 talks about the law, all 176 verses, there's no description of it. You could look at this psalm forever and never reconstruct a single commandment. The comprehensiveness of the text comes in not in description, but in commitment to a close, lengthy, comprehensive examination of all the words that begin with Lamed, <laughs> that's the easy part. The text also demands a commitment to examining our acts, our hearts, and the world. A commitment to waking up to reality and to remaining faithful to God's word. Though the wicked lie in wait for me to destroy me, I will apply my mind to your decrees. And the fullest of all commitments to a lifelong reaching out to God, with no hiding, taking A through B and right through Z, emphatically and comprehensively. So today, this Monday, I close simply with a prayer.
God with all that we are, with our grief and our questions. With the psalmist, we reach towards you. In the midst of wickedness and destruction, and in all that we don't know, when it's not predictable or tidy, with the psalmist, we will not look away, but name what we see as expansively as we can. We will apply our minds to your decrees. We love you and your word completely. Amen.